Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with... His co-host and co-coach, KJ. We've been running with the howdy a few times now. You know, it's it's hard not to because we got some good coffee today. We're actually drinking Death Wish coffee here, which claims to be the strongest coffee available. I think it's pretty solid. It definitely does the job. Um, You know, it definitely runs up the caffeine a little bit. I mean, I guess that's a good thought even. We'll jump into that later, like caffeine intakes and what you should have because I think most people would be amazed if they realized how much coffee or caffeine they actually do have in a day between pre you know coffees little things like that it, it can add up anyways we're going to jump in today's episode you know it's motivation monday we're here to get you fired up whether you're listening on this monday or any other day of the week you know the goal is to get your mind right get you inspired and to do it in a fun and laid-back way where we just cover a whole variety of things so you can learn in an infotainment style where it's educational and informative um, but enough about what we're going to do let's do it and let's kick it off with my quote so my quote for this week is a simple one um, and I just think it's also could be a mantra you know it's it's pretty good here so fill your life with experiences not things have stories to tell not stuff to show and I like that one it it hit you know even I, I was watching the Marvel show Moon Knight or something I can't remember but you know, and they were saying something just about Egypt and mummies and pharaohs. And, you know, you just see these really famous rich people buried with all their things. And it's like, can't really take it with you, you know. So it is important to remember, you know, to really lean to those experiences. And the reason I chose this quote and the reason it really came to mind is, you know, there's a lot going on right now. There's, you know, fears of stagflation, obviously inflation, all these different things. So stagflation is kind of when, you know, everything in the economy is stagnant, but things inflate. So your cost of living increases when you're pre- receiving less money, right? And this is a time generally where financially you want to cut down on luxuries, right? But I find in my experience, people always go about this backwards. And this is a mistake I've made in the past. And that's why I wanted to mention it. You know, this isn't the time to go, oh, I'm going to stop playing my favorite sport. I'm going to stop going out and doing these good activities. You know, like there's a smarter way to go about it. But I find people will cut back on really interesting things like that and, you know, blow way more on goods and other clothes and things like those are more so the things you want to limit. You want to have those experiences and even during this time too, like investing in yourself is more important than ever, right? Whether it's achieving a new skill, reaching a new level in your journey, a new level in your fitness, your health, or your happiness, right? That's not where you want to, you know, like lay take your foot off the gas. That's where you want to go even harder into it, right? I know there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of things popping up, but you know, that's why I really want to continue to invest in experiences and do other fun things and invest in myself and invest in coaching, personal development, books. You know, even Kyle had a, you know, example where one of his friends was waiting to buy, uh, to find a book or something or get it from the library. And, you know, Kyle's like, honestly, it's just so worth purchasing a book and having it and being able to reread it or give it to a friend like it's amazing for $20 the amount of value you can have you can you learn from the greatest minds in the world right so a little bit of a challenge for everyone mentally but I think this is a really big thing because like I said it's really really easy to cut back in the wrong things not the right things so you know this is a time where you know it is good to have those experiences to go out and you might even say well yeah but I actually have no extra discretionary money right now and that's fine you know even me and Kyle today we went on a sick uh, you know went mountain biking switched up from the gym got a little bit of a deload week so went ahead and took advantage of that got time to get my workouts in later in the week which will be great but you know once again as long as you have a bike that's relatively free hiking we talked about forest bathing just you know being in a forest feeling great 
also totally free. You know, uh, going out seeing friends, walking around a mall, um, you know, going swimming, going to the beach. Like there are still tons of incredible experiences you can have. There's even like free events and parks and all these different things. So, you know, I just want to challenge everyone to really make the most of experiences, especially if you're someone who's maybe been really, you know, pumped up by consumerism, especially, you know, when there's like uncertainty or even if you think of like Fight Club, like Tyler Durden buying all the furniture, you know, just sitting at home, just wanted to buy furniture. So anyways, that took like a full 360, but I think it was worth mentioning because I've been hearing more about this. And, you know, this is that time where, you know, live your life, go out, make experiences too. You know, the world's more open now, which is exciting. Like you got to take, you know, really take joy of these times because you never know. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. And even just, I created a list of like summer tasks and summer things. And I, you know, on top of what Josh said, I have tennis down as well, which is fun because you can go to any local court, even basketball. I've got a basketball. I know Josh has one that we, you know, bought for whatever, $30, maybe volleyball. Tennis though is cool. I bought them off Kijiji like years ago. I got two rackets. Like it was literally $5 each. Um, You know, I'll probably buy new ones just because they're not as great, but they, 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 they served its purpose, right? So experiences definitely trump all and especially being super active, with everything coming up, I couldn't agree with uh, everything he said there. And then my quote, you know, I had a different one, but then once Josh started talking, I'm like, man, this is the one that, you know, I sent to some of our coaches this week. And the thing that I was talking about as well in one of our, uh, you know, group calls was, um, and I saw this from a, a gentleman named uh, John Goodman, someone that we know personally. And he just, uh, it was really awesome because I'm like, man, this hits home here. The best investment that you could ever make is into your own body. Pinch pennies elsewhere, spend lavishly on your own health and fitness. And I thought that was so powerful, especially just because, you know, I mean, Josh obviously just touched base on that. But once again, just whenever things kind of occur, I feel like a lot of times the first thing is just, okay, you know what? I'm going to cancel my gym membership. Oh, you know, the coach that's training me, you know, the whatever it is, especially health wise, you know, I might stop doing my meal prep service and we just want to immediately cut all that stuff out. Right. So just a reminder, like that your body is like literally the most important thing as well. And obviously it translates into our mind, which is equally as important. Um, you know, I'd say there's no, there's no hierarchy there. They're both that uh, they both serve their importance there, but just a reminder, like, you know, even myself, I, I find in the past, like, I'm like, Oh man, you know, I'm going to stop doing this, stop doing that. But I'm like, dang, these are the things that are going to get you through it. And these are the things that, you know, essentially are just going to help you long-term, right. Help you stay alive and, you know, not even just stay alive, but stay healthy, stay fit and all these incredible things. So just a reminder there, you know, I know it's uh, not easy to kind of hear, but I do think it's one of the things that, you know, we all need to hear it as a reminder and uh, hopefully this helps someone today. Absolutely. This is just, you know, this is a big thing going on to it. And we even like the quote, you know, don't step over dollars to get to dimes, you know, and an example that makes me think of this too, it's different. I guess that'd be more so for earning, but it's, it's the same principle. Great example. We've said it many times before. I respect nothing more we have people in our program right now, uh, even my client, shout out Peter, who we're going to be, uh, you know, shutting on in a sec, invested in himself because he knew he had a wedding coming up. He wanted to not just feel better. He wanted to look better. He wanted to do better, right? And it's really easy to, like I said, you know, similar principle, right? Stepping over a dollar to get to a dime. You know, the dollar is your actual health, happiness, and you feeling your best. But people want to do that cheaper, quicker option, right? And just say, oh, I'll just get better makeup or I'll buy a more expensive dress or I'll get these beautiful shoes that people might stare at more. It's like, nah, like, you know, get yourself right, get yourself feeling right. And I know it's it's hard to hear, right? And it, it's just, it's unconventional because we're not primed to be like, oh, I should invest in myself more than these other things. Or, you know, like it's just easier to say, oh, sick, I'll buy $800 Gucci hat and everyone's gonna, you know, think I look so good and I'm gonna feel amazing in it. But no, like at the end of the day, like, 
take that time, take that money, you know, get a, get a coach, get a trainer, get a mindset course, get a new skill. And like, it, it just goes such a long way. I know it's such a hard thing to rework and it took me a long time, but more and more I've realized the best investments I've ever made are in myself, my knowledge, my ability, um, you know, even doing things that you're uncomfortable with. Like I got one tennis lesson once. It was so beneficial. Like it's hilarious. I could play tennis, I think every day for the rest of my life um, and naturally kind of learn it and still suck compared to if I got like eight lessons. Cause like, it's just even amazing the angles of how you should hit things and positioning and stance. And it, it just, it's really intriguing. And when you learn to do it right, you're like, uh huh, and like this is slicing, and like that's where it's really cool, right? And that's where it can go a long way. So that's why I really just wanted to make a point to to kind of hit on that. And another fun, I guess, as we venture into the thought section here, my client Gage was asking me about his body fat. He was showing me all these different like you know measurements of what he thought he was, what I thought I was, what he was from the photos. And I was discussing this with my friend uh, just the other day, which is hilarious too, because he was saying some guy at the gym said, yo, look, bro, I'm at, uh, 10% body fat. And my buddy's like, no, you're not. Like, uh, let's pull up your shirt. And he pulled up his shirt. You know, you couldn't see any visible abs, couldn't see any like kind of striation in the muscle or anything. And he's like, you're probably like closer to 18. And the guy's like, no, my scale says 10. And then the, the thing is, and I've said this before, like no one cares. Like we get so fixated on what's the number on the scale. You know, what's my body fat number on the scale. It doesn't matter. Like I could literally, the number could say 80 for me. I could be 80% body fat. And if I'm shredded, I have the sickest six pack. My biceps are popping. My shoulders are capped. No one's going to care. Like it's, it's more so for like a self flex. Right. And I know it's fun to see that low number and to get affirmation that you're doing well. But it was funny because my client sent that. I said, at the end of the day, like we can guess, but what's most important is how you look right and then he hit me with a little bit of a cheeky response but it was true and he said i'll do you one better it's actually should be how i feel and i'm like oh he got me here pretty good right because we can get so fixated even on the aesthetic change and that kind of side of things right and it is important but at the end of the day like my number one thing that i love the most about being online coach is seeing people transform and change and seeing them feel better seeing them get off their meds seeing them you know sleep better seeing them have you know better relationships more energy more time like it just it's incredible how it connects a lot of dots and how easy it is to neglect your health and happiness i mean obviously i'm talking the right demographic you're listening you're already care you want to do a step better but it's always a good reminder because it's very easy to get so fixated on the aesthetic and the superficial to completely overlook you know, like, are you improving your heart health, your lung health, your blood pressure, all these different things, you know, like these are good considerations to have. However, I forget who it was. Um, I can't remember off the top of my tongue, but some, one of my clients recently was saying to me, my honest goals are I've never been like really in shape and attractive. And that's what motivates me is to do that. And I know that's superficial, so I need better goals. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, that's fine. Like, if, if that's your goal, like, if your goal is to look good naked and that's what gets you out of bed in the morning to get to the gym and train hard, I think there's nothing wrong with having a superficial goal if it does motivate you. Or maybe your goal is to look so good that your ex is like, oh, no, like, I let this person go, you know, whatever. Like, get motivated how you want to get motivated. But also remember, like, there is a health component, too. And I find that's extra motivation. I think most people will be motivated from superficial mechanisms like wanting to look better in clothes look better to other people you know get good photos for instagram or whatever the heck but it is also nice remembering hey there's a health component to this how can i be healthier and you know not to get so fixated uh you know kind of in all that you know even as we mentioned too like flexible dieting versus if it fits your macros last thursday i don't know if you heard that episode yet but it was fantastic same principle right like you always do need to keep in mind these health considerations as well but that was kind of my whole 360 rant there 
that I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, but I guess I'll just end to like body fat. The reason I'm not crazy about it is not a very reliable metric. The most accurate way to kind of track your body fat right now um, would be very advanced calipers and or a DEXA scan. You know, then bod pod kind of follows that, but there's still so many variances in that. For instance, the DEXA scan is this big machine you go in. It's like a bone density scanner technically, but also will show lean body mass and great things like that. But you can impact that because it reads water as muscle mass, right? Like majority of your body is water as is, you know, principles of your muscle. So if I want to look sick on a DEXA, I'd go really dehydrated, take one. I'd go a week later and I'd chug three liters of water and it'll look like I put on nine pounds of muscle and then I'm nine and like I'm however much leaner. So that's where like, it's never an exact metric and I prefer visual cues. So for me, like as a man too, I know I'm starting to get, well, most men start to get sub 15. Once you can see, you know, kind of those top two to top four abs in particular, you know, then once you get to 12, you might see the four pretty clearly. And then, you know, once you get 10 and under, you probably have pretty good, you know, six, six pack abs, 10 to 12. Um, you know, as you get below that, you'll start to see some veins in your abs, which is kind of weird and gross in a way. But, and then, you know, when you get super lean, like, you know, sub 6% as a male, like you should literally be so lean that like your butt, you can see striated muscles on it. Like everyone jokes about having striated glutes. Um, but like a lot of people like to say they're 5%, but five, six percent, like is you're, you're like, literally you have no fat, like it's your body needs fat to operate. So that's where people get so confused and girls see guys numbers and they say, I want to be sub 10%. It's like, if you're sub 10%, you'd be dead. Like, it's just, it's not going to work, you know, like, cause you have to keep in mind too, female, like female anatomy, the structure, right? Like having, you know, wider hips, having breasts, like things like that. Those are like pre like they contain more fat, right? It's not meaning you're a fatter person. It's just, you're going to have that build naturally. Right. So that's why women will have higher body fat levels. Right. And that's why it's not my favorite goal. If it motivates you set a goal with it. Sure. It's just, it's so inconsistent. Those scales kind of suck, you know, like it's just, they're not great metrics calipers. It's so easy for them to be fallible, right? Like I could just pinch a little less or a little more like, it's tough. Like a DEXA is a good metric. Maybe quarterly, go hit one of those for like a hundred bucks. You get some good reads or if your gym has a bod pod, but overall we prefer, you know, measurement goals, but visual goals, most importantly, um, then third tertiary would be scale goals. Then fourth would kind of be body fat. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, kind of working off that, Josh got me thinking, cause we were in the pool the other day, uh, just when we were, you know, in Florida for the conference and, you know, there was a, a Jack gentleman there with a couple kids, just, you know, having a blast playing with them, keeping up with them, but you could tell he lifts, he's got some good muscle and stuff. And, you know, kind of got us talking is to like what the ideal number is for like each one of us. And, you know, and this is something that might catch a lot of people off guard or just, you know, throw, throw you for a loop. Um, but it's like the number that you might think would be like the best for you may not be the best for daily life, right? You know, I've been to the point where I was 155 pounds. I've been to the point where I was 207 pounds once. And I know roughly what number, you know, once again, it's not all about the numbers, but you do know that there is a range of like, you know, let's say give or take five pounds where you feel your best, where you still look really good, but also your energy is good. You can keep up with your kids. You know, you can um, still lift a lot of weight. You can still go out to dinners. And like for me personally, you know, as, as I've done this for upwards of 10 years now, there's a certain kind of range that I like to stay in. And it's the same with Josh. And it's fun to be able to experiment and try all these different things. But, you know, even some clients I know will set goals of like, oh, I want to get to this point. And, you know, the thing is, you have to remember that if you have a goal to get to a certain point, 
you might only touch that point for a little bit, but at a certain point, unless you start taking steroids or just, you know, just you're doing some drastic things, you're not going to be able to maintain that. So you might do that for a photo shoot. You might do that for a specific event, but that's why you need to be able to understand kind of that there's different numbers that work best for you, right? So my absolute shredded best physique ever in terms of just leanness is going to be, you know, just under 160. But do I want to get there? Absolutely not. Right. So I have to kind of hover in between 165, 170. And that's what works best for me. But, you know, that's another thing is kind of like working off of that you know, going into like reverse diets afterwards and stuff. And that's why we always talk about it for our clients who want to continue past the first 90 day accelerator, which I always highly recommend is there's a lot more to it, right? You know, when you get to a certain point, you need to have that accountability. You need to have that, that guidance, right? Especially because sometimes people say, Hey, how does a reverse diet work? Like what should my numbers be? And it's like, there's so many things to consider. And that's why having someone guide you through that is always super important. Just something to think about for those of you who are looking to reach a certain goal for summer or for a certain event, it doesn't just stop there once you reach that there's still a whole process afterwards that needs to be accounted for and uh, just something to take into consideration and we mentioned it before everyone is so different kyle maintains way more leanness in his arms has way more veins his shoulders look much leaner than mine i will hold abs for whatever reason at any body fat i could be a big big boy as a happening and i'll still kind of have all six like i just have thicker kind of set abs and once again these are both our strengths it'd be sick obviously if i could snap my fingers and combine for the genetics he has with his shoulders and you know once again everyone has their pluses and minuses we've said it many times but we also probably know people that are just insanely lean all the time and eat whatever they want and like some people too just have such a disposition to do that right and there's so many factors too you know like i find majority of my clients too who take meds or have adhd in general are way leaner and eat way more food why is that non-exercise activity thermogenesis there's moving a lot they're very active they're more antsy right like they're it's just it's how you are right it makes sense you could eat more food some of us aren't like that at all we have different even as men or women like you have different set test levels or different set estrogen levels like there's so many layers to this and that's why it's very important not to compare and to say how can I be the best version of myself and it is good to experiment you know I've always loved the advice too I've heard from many different people like if you want to get insanely lean do it once take a ton of photos and then potentially never do it again because you probably won't want to or see if you do some people can maintain a level of leanness so well that's insane but I can tell you as someone who's done it being extraordinarily lean like lean photo shoot ready lean just sucks the joy out of your body everything is tough you just constantly feel tired you feel worked you don't want to move you don't have that pep you don't want to just explode randomly you know like jump in a room and say ah, like to your friend or something stupid you know like you just don't have that kind of that pop right because you're just so wiped and the workouts are so much harder you don't feel pumps because you don't have enough you know saturation kind of your muscles and sodium all these things like oh you know so like that's where it is tough and leanness can be very overrated also think how often you're shirtless probably not as much as you'd think and like we said too because i was saying to kyle it's just it's funny like guys in particular i feel like want to just get insanely lean have crazy abs a lot of girls too and it's like realistically too in terms of attraction most people don't even care for that people like a more like realistic body where you foot you look healthy and you know once again this is very debatable everyone's different but case in point leanness is a very interesting thing and we get asked a lot about body fat and what's the right body fat what body and hopefully this was helpful you know i do like on google images if you search male body fat percentages or female there's some good graphics there and it gives you some conception of maybe a range of ish where you are but like i've said i i just personally don't really care like as long as i look how i want to look 
the number to me is irrelevant. But in a way, I guess that's a question. So I added to the title. So maybe that's why you clicked it. But technically, that was a thought. And, uh, you know, that's how we roll. We see how it goes and where we can kind of take things. Uh, so, um, yeah, go ahead. You got something else here you want to mention? Yeah, just like one last thing is um, kind of working off of that is a lot of times, like if you can answer why a bunch of different times, we haven't talked about this in a bit. But let's say someone says, hey, I want to have a six pack of abs. It's like, why do you want to have that? And if they can like answer it specifically, and then you say, why, why is that the case? And you keep asking that a lot of times people will realize and, and that's what's great about having a coach is like we're actually able to work through some of the problems and a lot of times there's like mindset barriers for people who think they want something but don't actually want it or it's just not a deep enough why and there's like a big psychological um, effect to this entire thing that could be holding people back that could be you know just essentially just yeah like throwing them you know just in different directions because they you know they say they want it but then they don't and anyways so it's a whole different thing that's why having a coach uh, definitely comes in handy but um yeah just obviously as you can tell having that accountability having that game plan just having that understanding all these things are absolutely huge um you know josh and myself are actually looking to take on four people which is super awesome who actually want to lose fat once again if you are looking to lose fat but maintain muscle that's the biggest thing a lot of times people will either lose fat and they'll lose all their muscle or they'll just stay in the same spot. So that's why we want to be able to help you do it in a healthy way, help you through nutrition, through coaching, um, you know, our weekly check-ins, which is amazing, the unlimited communication, the customized workouts, the amazing Facebook group, just everything that we have going on. It's just an absolutely amazing time to jump on board, especially because it is a discounted rate for this summer, um, you know, especially this coming week. So for people, send us a message. Um, you know, we will accept you uh, if your goals are the right fit and if we can help you out, which I truly believe we can help anybody. But anyways, that's besides the point. Send us a message. Uh, with the keyword fat loss and we will take care of you yeah and in my opinion too during a time of struggle or challenge or whatever this is where leveling up and you know just see and what's amazing too when you start to feel better you perform better you're more willing to take that risk to go interview for a new job or to level up in your career to ask for that raise right like personal confidence comes from within and a great way to really instill that even more in yourself is just to feel great you know how it everyone knows feeling great versus not the difference there and you know we're i'm very thankful that i can help people do that and that's why i'm very thankful too you know that the people i work with see the value of investing themselves because you are worth it i know it's easy to want to spend on everything else and other things and even you know very often too like i see people who will say oh you know i don't know if i could do that right now but you know they're spending a ton on other things they don't need as much whether be you know supplements they're not going to use or a trainer they don't go to because you know it's just not addressing the root problem and they're not seeing that fat loss so if you want to see guaranteed change even if you failed one two three four ten times before we will take care of you so just hit us up saying fat loss to us on instagram and the instagram is at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t but we're going to jump into my client shout out uh, so this is my client peter i mentioned him earlier originally got ready for his wedding shredded him down added a ton of muscle. Now my man crushing his powerlifting meat, you know, ended up on the podium there, which is so exciting. So I was just really proud of him for that. You know, and we did this all through the changes of in his life. He had a honeymoon, he had a wedding. His wife's also in the program, absolutely crushing it. Like, and you know, it's just, that's what's important. He's like, this is such a great decision. It's funny, you know, he shot me a message. He's like, happy one year. You're gonna have to take me out for a protein dinner and gave me a pretty good uh, chuckle, right? So it's just been a pleasure, you know, being able to, to work with him. And I'm sure for him, it was uncomfortable comfortable making that initial investment making that jump oh I got a wedding coming up I got a honeymoon you know that's what I mean it can be so easy to put so much precedent on that one day or that one week and I'm not saying to take anything away from that but you owe it you know to yourself and to your significant other to look and feel your best on that day so you know once again we're lovingly challenging everyone here because 
These are things people I know really wish they heard. And I've really worked with so many people getting ready and no one's regretted it. Everyone's seen that change. There's a reason we have a high success rate. So we look forward to being able to help out more of you. Uh, so once again, you can DM us fat loss to start that today. Um, but we're going to continue onward with the questions, even though I know we did address one about fat loss, which is really fun. But the first question we have, and I think it's fitting is going back to the workplace. What tips do you have for me to succeed with nutrition and everything? What do you got? KG? Yeah, so this is a good question. I know, you know, everyone's situation is different, but I've got this quite a bit for quite a few of my clients. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest things, like when people ask me a question, a lot of it always comes down to planning, right? I know it's not the sexiest answer. I know it's not the most, like sometimes people think that I'm going to give them this crazy intense strategy. Okay, do this, do that, do that, do this. Okay, we've just got a plan. We've got to schedule the workouts and we've got to essentially plan the meals slash, you know, one thing I, I like to do, and I suggested this to one of my clients as well, is just kind of plan for the food that's around your workplace, right? So, you know, it depends, like there's some, you know, sometimes you might just do a meal prep, but even for Josh and myself, like if I'm imagining myself going back to work, I'd be like, okay, so what restaurants nearby, you know, what specific places nearby that can help me out? And, you know, as we were landing um, and we, you know, it was a late flight a couple of weeks ago coming from Tampa, um, we had ordered the Uber and put it right to, you know, um, to Chipotle, which was super awesome. Like we were starving, right? And as we were driving past uh, Taco Bell, we we're like, man, this sound like Taco Bell usually isn't very appealing, at least like for us, but it's like, oh, this would actually be pretty good right now. But we already had the game plan to go to Chipotle. And that's like one of the biggest things, like what I'm trying to get at is when you have things planned out and when you know, okay, I've already, you know, even Josh already pre-logged uh, the calories into, in uh, you know, when we were in the Uber, pre-logged into uh, my fitness pal, right? So it's those types of things that can set you up for success, right? A lot of times when people are just kind of going about it randomly, they don't really have that game plan. They kind of go with the flow, you know, especially for a day where, you know, you have to go back into the office, you might have to drive an extra little bit, you know, just work might be a little bit more stressful, right? You know, you're not going to be able to take a lunch break, you know, depending on your situation and just, you know, go downstairs and do a workout like you usually would. So really taking a look at where your time's going and how you can like pack your lunches, especially. And, you know, a lot of times people will try to think that meal prep has to be six hours on Sunday, it could just simply be you cooking some protein and then also having some veggies available. And then boom, you might be able to set yourself up for success there. And that could take anywhere between half an hour to an hour. So those are kind of my biggest tips, not rocket science, just a couple things It's just going to come down to sitting there for about half an hour, figuring out where the time's going to go, how you're going to get it in, you know, are you going to have to get up an extra hour earlier, you know, uh, whatever the situation is, planning will be the biggest tip for this one. Yeah, yeah. planning, Kyle hit it right on the head. That's what it exactly what I was going to say. Like planning is everything. I know it's so easy to look over and you're like, okay, well, what about specific little hacks and implementations? And like, when should, what time exactly should I eat my first meal? And when do I go on my walk? Like you just got to know your schedule, right? And you got to know it's fluid. It changes. But I always like to say, you know, pressure literally makes a diamond. It's a cliche. It's been said a million times, but it's true. You know, you have this new situation, you have this new challenge. Are you going to step up to bat and are you going to handle it? Or are you going to let it overcome you and no way you're going to let it overcome you, right? You're going to find a way to succeed through it. Maybe you've been loving working from home because you can go on a gorgeous walk at lunch and you eat your food at your desk. Maybe ask if you're allowed to still do that, you know, go ahead and walk around. It might not be the same scenery, but you might still get that same rush and feel amazing. You know, you might have to get up a little early because now we're introducing a commute. You might have to get the gym done earlier because you know you're not going to want to do it after a hard day at work. And that's fine. Like these are realities we need to make, you know, and it might be hard doing that the first week two weeks three weeks but you know by the time you've been doing that four weeks it's a habit it's something you love to do you starting you know even reading atomic habits start itching to you know go there early in the morning and it just makes it a lot easier so 
planning really is a big thing and mentally saying, I'm going to do what it takes to step up and get it done. Um, so great question there. Uh, the second question, which is a lot of fun and it kind of goes into this is what tips do you have to deal with situations that are out of your control? So the big one I see here too is I'm going to my in-laws, I'm going to my friends, whatever it may be, and they're cooking different foods. I cannot log it here. They're making traditional Filipino food. They're making traditional uh, Greek food, Russian, whatever it is, right? Regardless, it's harder. It's same thing. Are you going to step up to it? Or are you just going to throw it all away? It's an all or nothing attitude. For me, like let's say I went to Kyle's house, um, you know, and he said, you know, I'm Irish and I'm going to make you the craziest Irish meal, whatever that may be. You know, I, I could be totally wrong, but imagine it's some kind of fish and chips and potatoes or something. I don't freaking know. Right. So maybe he made like a nice potato mash, let's say, for instance, and he's not into fitness. He's not into logging. I got to figure it out. So I'm going to search Irish potato mash. Right. And then maybe I see, ooh, there's a lot of oil on here. Like these are like golden, you know, potatoes right now. So, you know, maybe I got to add a little bit of oil, but I'll do my best to guess that portion. Right. You know, battered fried chicken. It's easy. I'll just search that. I'll guess the portion the best I can. Then he made some really special special French fries with some really special garlic dip. I just got to do my best to find it. You can even search garlic dip or you could say, ah, this is probably comparative to a ranch or a Caesar. I'm going to find my best fit. Now, is this exactly accurate? No, but I made an effort, right? That situation's out of my control. I still tracked it. I can still go off my hunger signaling. You know, if I'm stuffed out of my mind, I'm probably eating too much. Like, you know how much you normally eat if you normally eat a 500 calorie dinner, a 300 calorie dinner, a 600, 1000, whatever it may be. You know that feeling, right? So pace yourself, take smaller bites, Maybe overlog it a bit in my fitness pal. And if you're super hungry at the end, you know, maybe you were a little bit too intense with the overlogging and you can take it back a little bit. So it just, you know, going after it, you know, trying to, to find those solutions. And when things are out of your control, you just have to do what you can to see some control in that situation. Things happen, right? Like we had a big storm here, power was out, all this craziness. I wasn't able to eat what I wanted to eat. So I had, I had a, you know, like we were able, I have a, a gas stove. So I was able able to go ahead and make like uh, there's a different version of craft dinner it's called Annie's it's supposed to be a little bit better but same type of principle right it's mainly just a ton of carbs thousand calories of carbs so I was way low on protein I'm like okay good thing I got protein chips so I had that with two bags of protein chips like I tried to make it work and you, you see the main thing here is you just do your best to make it work and we said many times your best, it might not be my hundred percent best normally I'd eat way better I'd have meal preps I'd have great food I have a ton of veggies but I wasn't able to do that. If I opened my fridge, you know, I'd lose all of that and all my food would go bad. So instead I did what I could and it wasn't the best ever, but for that situation, it was the best. It did work out. So you just got to ask yourself, even if that's the case or you're on vacation, you're in a gym and you're super strong and their weights only go up to 25 pounds, go in there, get a pump. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? It doesn't have to be, oh, I can't do anything here. Go in there. You know, there, maybe there's no gym and you're in a forest somewhere, you know, go on walks, be active, move around, have experiences, like same type of thing. So that's my advice, but I'm curious to see what coach Kyle's got. Yeah. Like the thing is, I'm going to have to be honest here. I feel like 
there's never like very rarely is there something that's out of our control and you know there'd be some people like what the heck like you know is that is that actually true or do you believe that and you know i will say when the question when there is something that looks like it potentially is out of control what i mean by that is i kind of reverse the question and say okay what is in my control here right you know whatever happens like you know we always talk about the victim mindset and stuff like that but realizing that like we always have a way to kind of work around something and you know one of the greatest books that not greatest books but it was a good book just with the whole concept of growth mindset first fixed mindset uh, was called mindset by Carol Dweck and you know as I'm looking at this like kind of graphic in front of me you know the growth mindset is freedom right you know persevere in the face of failures embrace challenges accept criticism desire to learn build abilities right the fixed mindset is limiting so that's where people avoid challenges they give up easily you know the they ignore feedback and they have fixed ability. So there's different mindsets. And I think a lot of times, like my challenge for a lot of people as well is like when a situation arises or when something comes up, it's like, what mindset am I actually using here? And the reason, you know, we all, well, not we all, but a lot of people have a fixed mindset when they grow up is just the way that we're taught, the way that, you know, when we make a mistake, we're taught that, you know, we can't be making mistakes, like all these different things. So in terms of just doing something that's out of your control, I just truly believe that I have a growth mindset um, over the years. Once again, it takes a lot of practice practice but so when something pops up and it's like you know instead of saying oh I can't afford it or I, I can't make it work it's like how can I make it work you know how can I afford it and I think that's a big difference that a lot of people struggle with right and on your fitness journey I believe you know kind of relating this to the food side of things like Josh was saying but we can relate it to the workout side of things as well we can relate it to just literally any part of our life I think that's going to be the big difference that you got to realize and uh, you know I always say if there's a will there's a way obviously I didn't make up that quote but I do believe that's definitely true so um, hopefully that was helpful for t- uh, for that question for today for sure i was gonna say absolutely but see i'm challenging myself i'm just trying to do better here <laughs> so number three our final question for the day is how do you start going back to the gym after you've fallen off and how do you build the mentality back so for me the biggest thing i just love the two second rule you know just count down two one let's go you know just get out there right and even i um you know we always say just get in the gym for a few minutes and really high chances you want to stay one of my clients recently said i did it and i couldn't stay there and i left and the way i see it i'm like that's fine at least you got yourself out there you know even once again going back to atomic habits we were reading how you know someone who was very obese and Typically, you know, you want these big, crazy changes. They want to go to the gym and do all these things. But they said, no, I'm going to go to the gym for five minutes a week, uh, five minutes a day, sorry, uh, five times a week or something like that. So he did that. And after five minutes, he had to leave. And then after a couple of weeks, he's like, okay, this is stupid. I'm already here. I may as well, you know, finish my workout and work out a little harder. But he already had that habit of it. He had the habit of going there, right? So it's always small steps is the big thing. And very often, too, I feel like a lot of people get very discouraged, you know, even with COVID. Let's say you get COVID, you're quarantining five, ten whatever however many days it is it's easy to feel like oh my gosh i'm so weak Uh, i don't feel good i haven't worked out what do i do Uh, maybe i'm not going to work out anymore i'm just not going to go to the gym like that's not the attitude you want like get back in there do lighter weights get movement you know once you're allowed to reprime the habit and you know before you know it you're going to be back in rhythm you're going to be feeling good and that's a big thing too i always say like the fitness journey for it to be fluid and for it to be constant in your life, like it has to be cyclical. It goes in cycles, right? There'd be cycles where you're so motivated, everything's perfect. There'd be cycles where it's really hard. Maybe you're injured, you don't feel good. There's other things going on. You have personal things you're dealing with. Like, but you gotta stay strong through those times. Like it's like fitness is ongoing. It's not something you do for like two months and then just let it go. So 
That's my biggest advice is just keep showing up. Like, you know, they say fall eight times, get up nine or whatever the quote is, you know, like it's just, it's, it's a big thing, right? Like it's just important. You just keep showing up. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's easy to say that. Um, but how do I just do it? And like, that's where it becomes a little bit more personal, right? But make it easier on yourself by planning or doing things. For instance, if you have a very hard time going to the gym, go at a set time every day, no matter what, make it a non-negotiable. That means no matter what you will do it, you have a super, super hard time and you never go, hey, listen up, I'm gonna ask one of my friends to go to the gym. Someone who I know goes, hey, can we go to the gym? Even more so, you don't do it, I'm gonna get a trainer and I need to be there at this time um, or I'm wasting my money, right? Like there's there's levels to making it easier with yourself. You gotta be realistic. And that's why we truly believe everyone should have a coach, whether you're beginner, intermediate or advanced. Like having someone to encourage you, even as coaches is most important. Like the main people I coach, I swear are, these days are coaches, right? Because it's so easy to be there for so many other people, even nurses, mothers, you're constantly taking care of other people it's hard to remember to take care of yourself and that's why having someone there who cares about you who wants to see you succeed is so valuable so in my opinion that's like one of the easiest and best things is have that accountability have an accountable partner have a coach have someone who will encourage you to do that and will work with you to find solutions to get that done and above all like customizing it for your situation because you know especially for us we've obviously had thousands of people come in and we realize every single person like that's the theme is just everyone is so different with where they're at so if someone's trying to get back in you know they're not going to have a six day per week training program like you know, like someone like us might have, right? It's going to be so different and so just, you know, customized based off your situation. But one of my biggest tips here on top of that would just be to stop comparing like where you used to be. Because I think a lot of times, like, yes, it is good to have motivation from that. And like, just that thought in the back of your head, like, okay, I, you know, if I used to be here, I can get back to there. That's different. But a lot of times people are like, oh man, like I'm benching 135. I used to be able to do three plates. Like I just, you, you always comparing yourself to the, that that highest level of yourself where we used to be and it just defeats you. It just doesn't motivate you, right? Once again, if you use it as motivation and just that push, that's a different story. But I'd say the average person doesn't, you know, me knowing that, okay, I've squatted 475 before. I'm not where I'm at. That's motivation. Like I can use it. But the second that it starts defeating me, like, man, this 315 is so heavy. Like what's going on, right? So you got to be able to switch that, uh, you know, mindset within uh, just your overall uh, thinking um, and as well as once again, easing back into it, right? So, you know, if you are just kind of getting back into it, start with a couple times, you know, like Josh said, go for a couple minutes, you know, do two to three workouts, do full body, like stuff like that. But above all, like I just really want to hit home what Josh said about having an actual routine is so important, you know, just because a lot of people are just kind of going in and doing random things or they don't have that accountability and honestly each day if you're just kind of going about it and just doing whatever you feel like you're going to do the absolute bare minimum you know for example i'm getting back into running and i'm a bit out of shape so i'm realizing that i'm just doing the bare minimum based off of like what i'm thinking so i'm like man i need to you know hire my buddy again to help put together a program and no matter what like josh was saying all coaches need coaches and if you think you're above it or if you think that you know just it's gonna all fall together without that accountability or that guidance or someone that's unemotionally attached to the results you got another thing coming so that's our little uh, spiel for today and hopefully that was helpful for you yeah so thanks everyone for tuning in to today's episode hopefully you really enjoyed it you know a great way 
We really do appreciate everyone leaving reviews and sharing it to your story. Those are the two things that really are difference makers for us. It's been nice to see the podcast continuing to grow. You know, for America, for the fitness charts, I saw we're at number 22 today, which is pretty surreal. So we really are appreciative of everyone who listens. And, you know, once again, there was a ton of knowledge in this episode, really jam-packed. I know it can be a lot to go through, but, uh, you know, don't get overwhelmed by it. You know, take something from it, take one little piece and implement it, right? You can always come back and implement more, but, you know, just keep it inspired keep hungry and like i said you know you fall seven times you get up eight then you'll be unstoppable so we'll see you on thursday for the next episode everyone have a great day and a great week thanks for listening peace out